All right, hello all, and welcome back to Three God Game Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan, and I have Matt and G as my other co-hosts. How are you guys doing today? We're good. We're good. Good, brother. Good. You know, nice long weekend. Blessed. Yeah. I mean, it was a little crappy outside, you know, with all the weather up in the Northeast. <laughs> Used to that now, bro. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I heard my boss saying, like, or actually my... Uh, my fiance's boss saying uh, that she was uh, hoping for a nice, relaxing weekend where she can go out to her pool and tan. But I guess that didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, not at all. Uh, all right, let's jump into it. Let's get to the sports. All right, so we got the NBA playoffs. We're gonna swing it over to Matt and G. Uh, what are your opinions on um, the the games going on so far? We'll start with you, G. Well, a lot to get into. Um... You know, uh, first, uh, shout-out to uh, Milwaukee, you know, taking care of business. It looks like Philly's about to take care of business, you know. And sadly, Matt, you know, our Celtics look like they're done, too. But uh, series, you know, Clippers and Dallas being 2-2, two, two, Denver-Portland 2-2, two, two, Philly. I mean, not Philly. Um, Phoenix and Lakers being 2-2. Two, two, those are series that I think will be hotly contested. And shout-out also to Utah-Memphis. That's going to be a sneaky good series, too. I don't think Memphis is going to go down without a fight. Um, but just to start on um, Clippers-Dallas, um, that has been an interesting affair. I mean, not often do you see uh, the road team take two games on the road as underdogs and then give up home court right back. Um, Luca pinched nerve, doesn't look good. Um, my opinion, guys, the momentum is with the Clippers. Um, I think they might take it the rest of the way, especially since Luca's condition isn't really, you know, looking too bright. You know, Matt, talk to me. I mean, Luca, you know, was outstanding, but now, you know, being hurt, I don't know, man. Yeah, it's unfortunate because Luca is the entire offense for the Mavericks. Like, without him, they can't function offensively. And obviously, you were we were looking to see if Porzingis can take that step up to be that possible number two guy. He hasn't taken that step. He's struggling. And uh, now, and I think the big uh, change that happened was in game three when uh, Clippers started all or started small or started a small ball lineup. Like the tallest guy being Marcus Morris, who's six eight, because because they can they realize oh Porzingis isn't going to post up okay then we'll just put put somebody somebody that that's big enough to guard him but can switch when uh, they do screen roll with Luca so so and not and with Luca being injured and Clippers having all that momentum I just can't see the Mavericks pulling this off. Also, want to give a quick shout. You mentioned small ball. Um, Got to give props to the two stars, too. Kawhi stepped his game up immensely. And Paul George has been more aggressive, not settling for threes, going into attack mode. Been a big, big boom for the Clippers to tie the series back up. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's big. Uh, Luka's being hurt with that pinched nerve. I mean, he accumulates 33.3 points per game in this series. I mean, that's huge. You take away that, that's where all the points are going. Uh, so it's going to be tough for the Mavericks to bounce back. And it doesn't look like uh, Tim Hardaway or Porzingis can really, you know, make up for the, those points. All right. 
All right, Matt. Um, you know, we were talking earlier about the Lakers and uh, Phoenix and uh, with AD going, you know, injured, going down with a strained groin. Uh, how do you think that series will take over the next few days? I think the Lakers still have a chance. I'm not going to completely count him out. Is it going to be difficult? Of course. Like, AD's a top 10 player in the league right now. Like, in the two wins they had this series, he averaged 34 and I think 10 rebounds. So, so like, he's been dominant when uh, when he's been on. But, obviously, the big issue with him has been, has been health and durability. And he hasn't been hurt. But if the Lakers want any chance of uh, – Winning the series, LeBron's got to turn back time and play like 2015 LeBron when he averaged a 40-point triple-double against the Warriors. So so do I think they can do it? I think they can. Do I think they will? I don't. I think the Suns will win the next two games and move on, especially if AD's out. Yeah, it looks like that. Um, if Yeah, <laughs> like you said, LeBron can turn – back time to, you know, back in the day where he played for Cleveland and the Heat and go off, they might pull it off, but we'll see. Gee, any, any pins on this? Uh, Well, if we checked the tape and we predicted the series, I said Suns in seven. Feeling really comfortable about that. I think this is a definite seven-game series. Um, It sucks. Injuries suck, but they are part of the game in all across sports, you know, sometimes – Championship teams, every championship championship team, they need a little luck. Not just being great, but a little luck comes along the way. You know, you get some bounces. And, you know, strain going is tricky. Um, I think even at LeBron's advanced age, is he capable of turning up for the next few games and getting the Lakers to advance if it takes three games? Absolutely. You never want to doubt great players. But um, I think this is a different Lakers team than their last year team with the pieces they have. They're capable, sure, but I think that um, Chris Paul is looking healthier along with AD going down. I think Phoenix is going to get their confidence back if they haven't already. Uh, they're going to get boosted by this home crowd, and you know I don't think AD is going to be right all series. So if LeBron can't turn back time, you know – They'll have a chance, but as we saw, Matt, in 2015, even that wasn't enough when he was doing 40-point triple-doubles against Golden State. Other guys got to step up, and I'm not sure if that can happen. Yeah, I don't think that uh, that Phoenix team is as good as that Golden State team, even without Kevin Durant. That Golden State team was still stacked. But I just want to go on top of what G, G said uh, with the Lakers and have, and their possibilities. Their other guys need to make threes. Like, their three-point shooting this series has been Awful. It's been under 30%. And guys like Dennis Schroeder, Marcus Gasol, uh, KCP, like Kuzma, they got to make their threes if if they want any chance of, of winning this series. Yes, they do need support uh, for LeBron. If LeBron wants to lead him to the promised land and to the next round. Uh, LA does play Phoenix tomorrow at Phoenix. So... It's a big game. It's a it's a turning point game. So we'll see what happens. All right, uh, moving on. Uh, the Denver Portland series tied two two. Uh, did we see that coming? I mean, hey, it's game time. We'll see what happens. Uh, Matt, let's start with you. I did not see that coming. I thought uh, 
Well, I predicted the Blazers would win just because the Nuggets don't have Jamal Murray. And you know what? I unfortunately still think that way. Like, without without a star guard in today's NBA, like, it's tough to win nowadays. And with uh, with Dame and CJ not, and, and the Blazers getting their confidence back, I don't think uh, just having Jokic is going to be enough to beat the Blazers, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, when you're playing in any type of sporting event, you always have fine ways to win. And I feel like the the Nuggets have found ways to win. I mean, Jokic uh, scoring 31 points per game is huge for them. You know, stepping up big time, which is great to see. Uh, Damian Litter still scoring 30.8 points per game. So it's going to be interesting to see. I feel like Denver is a big strategy team, and they'll figure out a way to uh, knock out wins, but they're going to need support from their big-time players to pull out the series because uh, Dame has been in the playoffs, and he knows how to win. Um, G, how about your opinions on this? Um, this has been an interesting series, but really weird in a way. I mean, you see you have a couple blowouts. It's been, you know, game two at Denver rocked Portland. Last game, Portland rocks Denver. It just – it's been hard to predict. I do think that um, the experience – Portland has is going to win out in the end. You know, Dame, CJ, um, Carmelo, you know, Jokic, as great as he is, he's not the X factor. I think now with Jamal Murray being out, the X factor in this series is Michael Porter Jr. Last game we saw he was very quiet, didn't shoot a lot of shots, they get blown out. I'm not saying he's the end-all, be-all, but Michael Porter Jr. is a rising young player, and if Denver has any hopes of advancing, he's going to have to be aggressive and take on that scoring load and that void that Jamal Murray left when he got hurt. Um, he's young, is he capable? Sure. But I think that um, Dame and CJ and those boys, you know, along with Melo and Nurkic, they got a lot going on. And I think that Portland, you know, I think they might end it in six, honestly. But – you know, I like I like the way it's going. But this series, like I said, it's weird, man. You know, a couple blowouts here and there. But I'm going to stick with Portland, though. Yeah, I agree with you, G. Um, it's going to be interesting to see. All right, moving on. Um, we got Memphis and Utah. Uh, interesting to see that the Grizzlies have hung in there uh, for this long. Uh, they have a game tonight at 930 at, um, at the Grizzlies. Uh, gee, let's start with you on this. Uh, what do you think how and, and what the, the Grizzlies can do to pull this out uh, against the, uh, the Jazz? Well, um, kudos to Memphis for stealing game one when they had to, especially with Donovan Mitchell not playing. That was big for them. Obviously, Utah is taking control back winning the next two games. But, you know, Memphis, last game, very winnable. They kind of folded down the stretch. But – Keep an eye on this series, guys. I don't know if a lot of people are keeping an eye on the series. I actually expect Memphis to win tonight. Um, as an eight seed, they have some there. I mean, you have John Moran and Valanciunas. Dylan Brooks is stepping up in these playoffs. They got some young players, Grayson Allen. They got a bunch of guys that can just play basketball. You know, not a lot of star power, but they have a bunch of really solid guys that can contribute to the team. You have five, six guys that can just play. I mean – you know, Utah, you know, I don't want to disrespect them. Great team. They're not your typical one seed. You know, I know Mitchell's back. We don't know how healthy he is. 
Um, I think this one could go to distance, seven games. And I think Memphis wins tonight. But, you know, we'll see. But I like what Memphis has shown me. They show me a lot of grit, and I think they'll push this Utah team to the brink. All right, nice. Yeah, um, John Rent is scoring 33.7s per game, uh, really carrying the Memphis uh, team. Um, again, should be an interesting matchup tonight. Uh, Matt, your, any of your thoughts on this? Uh, yeah, I pretty much agree with everything uh, G said. I think this can really go a distance. Uh, Grizzlies, they might not have much star power, but they got a lot of blue-collar guys, guys who are going to play hard. They're going to fight to the end. Like, they're going to defend. And they're not going to back down from any challenges. So, so it would not surprise me one bit if uh, if the series goes seven games, and I'm I'm here to watch it. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the uh, Eastern Conference um, now. I was expecting the Knicks to make a good push against Atlanta, but it seems that Atlanta is pretty good in my eyes. Uh, you know, Trey Young's putting up what he should be putting up, and he's leading them to a 3-1 lead over the New York Knicks. It uh, should be interesting when they play next. Tomorrow? No, they play, yeah, actually Tuesday. Or no, Wednesday, sorry, Wednesday night uh, in New York to see if uh, New York can take that back in, uh, uh, from being eliminated. Uh, Gee, do you have any uh, opinions on this? I'm going to keep this one real simple. <laughs> New York, guys, Knicks fans. Tell your stars to step the heck up. Julius Randle needs to play like the all-NBA player. He's probably going to be voted for this year or should be voted for. He's not doing that. You know, I know his stat line last game looked nice. Probably the best, you know, I think he did like 23-10-7. Very inefficient. Um, He just has not played up to his standards. I know R.J. Barrett's not an all-star by any means. He's a solid player, good player. He's underperformed. I I don't want to kill these young guys. These are their like first. This is Randall's first playoffs as the man. Our, all these young guys have not much playoff experience. I want to bash on them, um, but it's not hard to see why they're struggling, and it's not surprising to see that Derrick Rose is the only one that's really playing well for them because he's been here before. Veteran leadership really shines through this time of the year, and it's. And if people who don't believe in it that much, you can look to this series and see that's why having guys who have been there like Derrick Rose, that's why he's playing well. So if the Knicks have any chance, Randall, Barrett, step it up. But I think maybe they'll take game five, but Hawks are endings in six. I just, you know, it's going to be hard to see. Yeah. Uh, if you do look at uh, Randall's stat line, he is 27.4% from the field. Unfortunately, that does not cut it in the playoffs. You need to be better. Uh, again, yeah, I think it's that doesn't cut it anywhere, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Again, yeah, he's uh, probably a, a little playoff shy. He's probably in, he's never been there before, so it's a little different to him. So, but he needs to step up and start being a leader and start taking control uh, if he wants to keep these Knicks in the playoffs. Uh, Matt, your opinions on this? Yeah, I honestly think Atlanta's just too talented. Like, as hard as the Knicks are, are playing and as tough a defense as they can play, like, I think Trey Young's just too much for him. He's getting to the basket too easily. He's Whether he's scoring for himself or providing scoring opportunities for his teammates, I just think he's too much for them. And I do 
I do believe with Julius Randle, like he's very one dimensional. He he's pure left handed. Like he might he may pull up every now and then, may shoot the three, but like everybody knows, like he's never going to go right. He's always going to go left. So, and especially during these playoffs when teams actually play defense, like they're going to, they're going to expose that. And that's what they're doing right now with Julie Strando, making him go right, which he's just refusing to do. Also real quick with Randall, it's a lot different. You get a lot of different coverages coming at you when teams prepare you as the man, you know, when he was younger, he wasn't really the man, but now he's supplanted in New York at, and teams are going to game plan around you. He hasn't responded well. I don't want to kill the Knicks too much. Knicks fans, listen, they overachieved. No one thought they were going to be here. I know it sucks. You want to see them win. But they've had a heck of a season, man. So try to hold your head, heads high regardless of what happens. Yeah. And you always, uh, you know, you look at this as a good note for the Knicks and you build off that for next year. Um, but, you know, they're getting ready for uh, game five and, they want to win, so that's what they're going to do. Um, touching up on the East, uh, Philly, he's up 3-0. We all kind of expected uh, that they would uh, sweep him or, you know, give uh, Russell Westbrook a good run. We thought that Russell Westbrook would get maybe one game out of this, but it looks like it's not. That game, that's over. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then we <laughs> see Milwaukee killing. That's surprising. from last year. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> And then uh, your your Boston Celtics and Brooklyn Nets. Um, I'm happy that Boston got a game win, uh, but it still doesn't look too good. So that's about wrapping up for the East. It's not very exciting in the East. It's more exciting in the West. <laughs> yeah, as we I can mean, see in the NBA playoffs. Yeah, I mean, you know, Boston, Matt, I think we expect them to get swept or go down in five, so. You know, no big thing. I think the Brooklyn and Milwaukee next round is going to be really interesting. Um, you know, but Philly will probably play Atlanta. Should be good, though. I think the next round of basketball is going to be even more exciting than the first round. Yeah, and to touch up on the Celtics-Nets uh, series, Nets are just better. Like, there's no other way to put it. Nets are just better, like. Big three, Harden, Durant, Kyrie, like they they're just dominating so far. And the one win it 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 had to take a Jason Tatum fifty point game for the Celtics to win one game. So so yeah, it's unfortunate. But I if you told me I didn't see that coming, I would be lying. I did see it coming. <laughs> yeah, man. Both losing in five games, so pretty obvious yeah. at this point. <laughs> Well, well, I said sweep, but oh. it'll be a challenge sweep. Whatever. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that does it for the uh, NBA playoffs and talking about that. All right, let's move on. So um, last week, uh, Phil Mickelson won the PGA Championship at 50, what, 50 years old? Yeah, 50 years old. Yeah. Um, old athletes winning championships. Are we seeing this as a different trend in sports? We see Tom Brady winning uh, a Super Bowl at age 42, 43. We see uh, LeBron still playing 18, 19, could be 20 seasons. Uh, Adam Van Terry just played, uh, retired at 24 seasons. Is this a new trend for, you know, older athletes to keep playing in, um, in their, their leagues, their sports? Uh, we'll throw it over to one of you guys, G, Matt. You can start off, G. 
All right. Well, I'll tell you. Uh, yes, I think in short, this is a new trend. One, because modern medicine has come a long way since, you know, over the years, since even when we were younger to now, a lot of developments have been made. I remember growing up um, in sports when you hit 30, like that was when you started to go downhill. And nowadays for so many athletes, like they're early to mid thirties, that's like when they play their best now, you know, sports, nutrition, and that seems to be the obvious stuff. But I also want to say for pretty much sports all across the world, what's also changed is the way the game has been played too, to kind of favor athletes to play longer. You know, we could talk about football, the quarter, how the quarterback's protected and players in general protected, you know, no more hitting high, you know, no helmet to helmet, no blindside hits. Everything's trying to be, like, cracked down so players can be safer. So you see quarterbacks playing longer, and players in general are able to play longer because it's a little less physical, you know, than the guys, like, when the 80s and 70s, you know, Bradshaw, Montana, even Marino, and those guys in the 90s and Favre, you know, before he got out. Like, those guys were taking brutal punishment. Uh, soccer, same thing. I'm a big soccer guy. The days were... Pele and Maradona were playing and, you know, the 80s and 90s when I was watching Croatia winning, uh, getting to the uh, World Cup final. And those guys in 98, uh, soccer was a more physical game back then. You could tackle from behind. You could decleat people, basically. And you, would, and you wouldn't get thrown out with a red card. Nowadays, if you automatically slide from behind, it's pretty much a red card. Um the game's changed to cater, you know, safety and players will get punished quicker in that sport if you act physical, where back then that was like, you know, common play. Just like basketball, hard-hitting fouls, 80s, 90s, you can get clothesline, it's a common foul. Now today you're getting thrown out, you know, you're getting technicals. If you're uh, for the slightest thing, Back then, players were allowed to brawl. Now, if you step, not really allowed, but like it was common practice that if a a fight was going on, the benches would clear. Now, if the bench is clear, those players are automatically suspended. So, you know, there's been a lot of rules in place across a lot of sports to keep athletes safer and which in turn helps them play longer. And coupled that with modern medicine coming such a long way, we're learning more about diets, nutrition. These athletes are taking care of their bodies more, plus the rules in place across a multitude of sports are helping them maintain their bodies longer so they can play into their late 30s and 40s. And I think you're going to see a lot of players across a lot of sports play into their, you know, early 40s, like we're seeing, you know, in a lot of sports with Brady and Mickelson, you know, Tiger and all these guys. It's bound to happen, and baseball too, so. Yeah, yeah I I agree with you, G. Uh, there's with uh, with all the rule changes that's been happening this day and age. Where in basketball, like they had to create the Jordan rule, mm-hmm. so guys won't body slam each other onto the court, and so so a lot of the rule changes like is involved to protect the players nowadays, and and that's what's uh, helping guys like Brady, even like LeBron, like like uh, bringing MVP Aaron Rodgers, like still play at a high level at, at their prospective ages. And, uh, and it, and right now it's amazing to see like guys going into their forties and, 
still winning championships. And uh, and now you're going to see, like, guys like Russell Wilson, like Patrick Mahomes, like even basketball players like Luca or Trey Young, like they're seeing they're seeing their uh, their elder peers like playing their forties, and that's inspiring them. Okay, so this is what it takes to to be at that level at that advanced age with uh, modern technology and and taking care of your body like that, and you're going to see that a lot now in the coming years. Yeah, uh, I could definitely see that. I do have uh, one point. I mean, now, if you want to keep playing when you're older, do you have to be successful to keep playing when you're older? Do you still have to be a Brady, Rogers, Breeze uh, player to keep advancing if you're being successful? Say you're say you're uh, 38, 39, but you're not successful, but you can still play. Our team's going to keep you. I mean, that's the point, too. You also have to stay healthy, too. I mean, yes, all modern technology helps, but if you start getting injury prone, you're still not going to last. So we still have to weigh in that. I mean, you're going to still see uh, more and more athletes stay longer in sports, which is great. You want to see your legends play, but you have to look out for people who are not successful or get more injury prone. I I agree with you, G. Uh, Sports have definitely progressed in rule changes and keeping players safe. And it's been uh, it's really great to see, especially football. They do it every year. They uh, they look at they review film and they see what can be changed to make the game safer and uh, just better. Uh, I haven't seen that in baseball and basketball that much. Uh, actually, basketball definitely. You know, with you know the roughing of uh, the body slams and all that stuff and um, all that uh, all that good stuff. But um, it's just interesting to see, uh, you know, like Phil winning, uh, winning at 50, which is great to see. Most golfers would retire at, you know, 40, 45. And, um, you know, and you see Tiger, you know, playing. But, you know, with him, it's a lot of injuries. And um, he may be able to play through those injuries. I don't think he'll last that long. Um, but we, we never know. Uh, Tiger's always, uh, always had some good comebacks. So, um, yeah, it's, Really interesting to see. Yeah, and uh, Ron, you make a great point with the injuries. 100% agree with you there. Um, it's going to be inevitable. Injuries will happen. I mean, look at it's look at like a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo, a guy unfortunately can't stop getting hurt. He's a young guy. Yeah. I don't think that um, obviously you get older, you get a little bit more brittle, and you get more susceptible to injuries. But I also think that's why these rule changes have been in place to help older guys uh, – succeed or last longer if you will i think that uh people around the world love seeing great players play and they want to see him play there's that nostalgia feeling of seeing a great player just keep on playing and you know these rule changes all across sports you know help that whether it's lebron playing pushing 20 years to play look at michael he played 15 now basically 15 years is going to be the standard for these players like for great players, the way um, how less physical it is with modern medicine, most great players, all-star, are going to play a minimum 15 years. Where back then, if you played 10 in the NBA, that's a career. You know, that's a great career. Football, same thing. You know, three years, you're typically out the league. But, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting. I mean, in soccer, we've never seen anything like Messi and Ronaldo. Those guys are fantastic, the best I've ever seen. Um, 15 plus years 
15 years of two players dominating the sport, whereas for soccer, guys, it was like every two years you had a new best player. And while I think those guys are better than anything that's ever been there, definitely helps that uh, soccer is a little bit um, safer for players, you know. Uh, I saw the other day there was like a, a couple years ago in the World Cup, there was a water break because it was too hot. Uh, <laughs> and like they let players like where that would never happen back then. It's like, no, you wait till halftime or you wait till the end of the game before you get a water break. But, you know, things are put in place for these athletes. And I love to see it. But at the same time, I'm not going to lie, I do um, feel bad for defenders and, you know, basketball and football, you know, where it's these rules in place are a hindrance for them a little bit. So it's two-way street. But yeah. And before, before we finish up, I just want to give a big shout-out to Boston Bruins. Huge game last night, or, uh, two days ago. David Passionick getting a big hat trick. Now the Bruins are up one nothing against Islanders. They play tonight. Hopefully they can keep it up. Yes, yes. Uh, don't follow much, much hockey, but thank you for the insight there, Matt. Uh, G, you want to talk about a little about soccer? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, while uh, Before we get on that, um, got to say, Matt, playoff hockey, I do get into that. I don't really follow hockey much of the year, but been to hockey games. They're awesome. And playoff hockey is some really great hockey. So, shout to your Bruins. And uh, uh, also, with, uh, with the stadium being at full capacity now, like, that just makes it so much better. Oh, for oh yeah, sure. definitely. Yes. Got got that whole mice advantage, too. Sucks my Rangers aren't really doing much, but what can you do? Want to give a shout-out to uh, the boys in blue, a.k.a. Chelsea FC, um, winning the Champions League. Congrats. Uh, well-deserved. Had a nice hard-fought one nothing win against Man City in the finals. Those guys were going at it all year in the Premier League, obviously. Um, and I want to give a shout-out to uh, Conte. Not just for winning man of the match, but to me, um, I think he's the best player in the world right now, contrary to maybe some people's uh, unpopular opinion. You know, everyone likes to talk about Messi and Ronaldo, even though those guys are older. Um, you know, the uh, Neymars and Mbappes of the world. But a guy like Conte, I think, doesn't show up in the stat sheet, you know, with goals and assists, but nobody controls the game like him. And you could see it in that championship match. The guy just dominates his position the way it's supposed to be dominated, and nobody's better at what he does than him. So shout to him. Shout to Chelsea. I want to give a quick shout to my boys in West Ham, finishing sixth place, qualifying for the Europa League. I was hoping we could sneak into the Champions League, but so be it. Um, but Chelsea, congrats. Well-deserved. Um, you know, what a game. And uh, they'll be back, I think. They'll be back. They'll probably be even better. So. Yeah, as, as we are, we are a uh, three-got game. We are a sports podcast. We like to talk about all sports, just not the NBA and the NFL and MLB. We like to talk about all sports, even in Europe. But yeah, hey, good job, guys. Uh, great talking with you about the NBA playoffs. It's been a real pleasure. pleasure. Um, we're going to wrap it up here uh, with the uh, three-got game sports podcast. Uh, make sure to subscribe and like our podcast. It really helps a lot for our channel. And uh, we will see you next week. Sounds All good, right. guys. Take care. Peace. Peace.